What up, everybody? Anthony here. I got Paulie. What's up, Paulie? What's up, Ant? How are you? Doing well, man. Doing well. I feel like it's been a long time. That's because you're really fucking been. busy, man. Busy. You're so busy. So busy. So Paul important. just moved. Paul just moved, just moved and he's just, house. he's like moving his world, you know what I mean? And living it too. Living and moving in the same places, two places. It's weird. Because you work from home, right? So you're like... It's, it, it's, it's the only time, I can honestly say that it's the only time where working my day job from home has just been more of a hindrance. Because, you know, when you're like moving from one place to another and you work in an office, you just go, like all your work stuff is at your office. You just go to your right. office and you can leave it there and then you can come home. Yep. Whereas when you're, when you're working in your home, it's, uh, it can be challenging, but uh, we got there. Yeah. We're you're done. always reminded of, oh shit, like yeah. where's the spatula or where's the pan? Dude, literally, like, do you know what I'm looking to find right now? Uh, <laughs> today I've been looking for the the um, headphone adapter that changes an eighth inch jack into a quarter inch jack. How fucking annoying is that? It's the smallest thing in the world. I'm at the point now with stuff like that when you're like, I can't find this one little fucking thing to just go to the store and buy it. Just, dude, Best Buy. <laughs> I'll, I'll drive 35 minutes like round trip to Best Buy rather than scratch my own hair out trying to find That's something. Right. But That's right. Yeah, but it's all done. We're all yeah. we're we're kind of nearly there. So I'm in. You might hear a little bit of echo on the the microphone today. I'm in. What's going to be, um, a pretty new podcasting space for us. Mm-hmm. Kind of, and we're gonna be, gonna be making use of the visual spectrum soon. So I'm looking forward yes, to sir. that. That'll be fun. Yes, sir. Um, got a got a. We got mm. some good ideas down for it. So. I think it should be, be good, it yeah. should be cool, man. Uh, mm-hmm. t- you know, today I wanted to chat about because um, we we were texting about it. Uh, the Bo Burnham special is one of them, mm-hmm. specifically as a reference to what we're talking about today. Yeah. Uh, so I guess that would be. I'm a big. I'm a huge comedy fan. I think I have my. I think I have my head. You know, uh, in the in the comedy world more. Uh, as far as what I'm paying attention to, than the music world for sure. sure. Um, and uh, we're talking about comedy and music, and when they come together, um, just different forms of it. And obviously, we'll talk about our favorite ones, the ones that mm-hmm. impressed us most. So, uh, what's the fr- yeah? What are like ones that you think of um, examples? I mean, there's a lot of the examples that I would have. Um, would be like any listeners listening in Europe would probably be familiar with. But I know that the minute when I, cause you, you referred me to uh, the Bo Burn, the latest Bo Burnham special. And for everybody's reference, it's called Inside. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's just preface this entire conversation by saying, I personally think this is one of the best pieces of musical art that's ever been yeah. created. I'll, I'll uh, second that. Yeah, um, yeah, from a not only from a comedy standpoint because it's comedy, um, but it's also brilliant music, yeah, and it's also brilliant art, it's also entertainment, and it's yeah. also, and it's also, which is the weirdest emotion I felt moving and terrifying, yeah. Um, so it's it's weird, and when when you sit down and you listen to us talking about it, and you're like, how can one special on Netflix um, kind of 
inspire all of those different things. And I'll tell you, man, if you watch it, you will. You'll feel all of those things. You'll laugh. Yeah. And I, I literally, like, it emotionally moved me, the whole oh, thing. Oh, man. It messed me up for a few days. I felt... Yeah. Because... So, all right. So, the, to to jump on to what you said, mm-hmm. as far as it being a work of art, you know, what it... I mean... A work of art is is something that challenges your your thinking, society's thinking, um, possibly shows you a perspective you're not looking in. Yeah. Um, and then now that's just art, mm. musically, um, melodies, harmonies, mm-hmm. and in modern day beats, right? Yeah. Um, and then comedically is. How can, what things are people not paying attention to that are ridiculous that I can highlight as just, this is, it's stupid, but let's laugh at these people that do sure. these things. And, yeah. um, but he, it, all of those things were thrown into one sandwich, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was crazy. And, and you, and, you know, he's, he was very good at, uh, so to, to like kind of, I guess, uh, describe it. Mm-hmm is uh it was the pandemic and this is this is someone who in his career uh pretty much had a comedy career i mean i know he put out music right but it was it was mainly based in comedy mm-hmm. and he would tour uh and play comedy clubs and and perform and i think he was doing he might have even was even doing like theaters at one point yeah in the special he said that he had stopped a few years ago cuz it was just too much he actually couldn't ha- handle it, uh, and he needed a break. But that's your—that's his career. So I guess in his mind, it was like I can always go back to it. I still have a fan base, you know. But then this pandemic hit, and where? What do you do? You know, um, this is not a guy that was plugged into like the comedy podcast world that would just go send a text, call up the comedy buddies, and just go, "Hey, yeah. can I be on your podcast?" or whatever. You know what I mean? This guy vanished. This guy was in a room, and what he decided to do was buy all the all of the camera, lighting, recording equipment, software, learn it all, and and to create this special from his room. It was it was a room, and he highlighted that it was a room. Uh, I, I mean, he went. You see, you saw him go through it. Mm at a certain point like he opens the special grand like like one should a comedy show and a music uh performance in the middle of it you start to go you start to wonder he's starting to slip things in there like oh that was dark yeah very yeah mm-hmm. you know uh and then you start to realize i think that oh this is how he f- actually feels and he's really letting, like, really, he can't, he can't even keep the persona of the performer up anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, he has to express himself. And by the end of it, it drained him. I mean, you vis- visually saw what it did to him. He didn't cut his hair. He didn't trim his beard. He, he didn't exercise. He didn't, like, mm-hmm. there were things, he didn't see sunlight. He, he was able to highlight all of these things of his decaying body um, yeah. He was just not healthy. He was not mm-hmm. healthy mentally by the end of it. Uh, he he gave, I mean, he sacrificed himself for a wonderful piece of art, which, you know, I I think that the way that it's advertised 
as a piece of art, as a mm. piece of media, doesn't even do it justice. A th- the thumbnail that you see for the new Bo, uh, Bo Burnham special on, you know, on Netflix or wherever, mm-hmm. isn't enough to describe what it is. I mean, to be perfectly honest with you, if you hadn't turned me on to it, I, I, you know, shamefully admit that I'd never heard of this guy before. It's okay. And that uh, you... That's why you, life is awesome yeah, though, right? Yeah, it's it's great because now I'm like going to go back and watch all this other stuff and research more about it. Um, I kind of, when I, when I watch the special, I think I watched the special and then the next morning I started moving. So I kind of went, boom, whacked me over the head <laughs> and then, and then kind of went, boom, there it goes again. But yeah. um, it's, so it's basically, I don't, I don't know how much of the isolation is um, as severe as it appeared on the screen, it it kind of felt like there's a door right there he could leave. And I mean, obviously he was getting <laughs> food and stuff like that. Sure, sure. So there's there's a bit of a nod and a wink there, I think. But the 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 uh, personal isolation, even if it's not physical isolation, is so basically this guy, as Anthony said, created a special his own his next special using. He directed it, produced it, the whole thing. He shot the entire thing himself. He bought all these lights, <laughs> which are used very, very cleverly, uh, yeah. cameras. Uh, yeah. He recorded the entire thing himself um, in his own kind of studio apartment or whatever in Los Angeles or wherever it is. Um, and you can, like you said, you can physically see him aging and the year going on. And his beard, I mean, it's not chronological because you, you can see that his beard is longer in some parts and his hair mm-hmm. is longer or yeah. whatever. Sure. But you, like, that, and that's, that's the, the, the amazing thing about it is that, I mean, we're going to get to the music and the comedy in a minute, but <clears throat> like the art, the art for me is, is in the music and comedy to some extent, but it's the twist. It's mm. there, like you said, I mean, you, you worded it perfectly. There's a point in the special where, it's about halfway through and you realize that this person is not okay. Mm-hmm. This person is definitely not okay. Not, it's not doing fine, you know? Um, and uh, it was, it was really, really moving, but you know, so like, let's say the, let's stick a pin in the, the mental health thing for a minute, the music. I had never heard Bo, Burn- Bo Burnham's music before. Never, ever, ever. And I can honestly say, just from his melodies are incredible. Yeah. He's a very melodic writer, very creative. His melodies are very poppy and almost kind of like 80s pop type stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. be kind of new wave, a lot of it, because he's a keyboard guy. Yeah. You know, there's there's kind of two very different, there's guys, right? You got... Like or 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 boy Rich, he's a keyboard guy. Boom, boom, boom. Piano, keyboards, all that stuff. And then you got guitar guys. Bo Burnham is a keyboard guy. He does a lot of his production via keyboard and chords. He finds chords that way. And the amazing thing is, it's almost like. And this was the weird thing for me. It was almost like it was turning itself inside out, because not only is it a special, a comedy special, a musical special, a mental health awareness special. It was also a documentary, which yeah. I didn't even, I was only like days after when I was thinking about it, I was like, 
it was a doc it was documenting its own self mm-hmm. while it was going on yep. which is crazy and it was like spectacular but the music is the music is great my personal favorite was white girls instagram yeah. or white, white woman's instagram <laughs> which is uh, just Dude, <laughs> his, he's a good actor too that was the other yeah. thing yeah like he's in character his physical acting ability it was amazing brilliant he actually reminded me a little bit when i was watching it of martin short really um yeah it was oh, reminiscent wow. of like martin short who's a brilliant actor yeah fantastic like a, a brilliant actor an amazing comedian but a brilliant actor as well and um he, when i was watching it, i was like going this guy is like a new like or generations martin short which is pretty cool um but uh, I'm I'm struggling to remember the other song names, but that one white woman's Instagram page or whatever it's called uh, was was absolutely phenomenal. Just really yeah. clever, and he used all of these like um, <laughs> he used all of these fucking uh, emojis to describe what he was feeling, and he would be like mocking up like a, a like a, a, a you know late twenties white woman in autumn with her like boot, UGG boots and pumpkin spice everything it's <laughs> like yeah oh, just yeah. really smart it was you know? so funny and yeah. you know you, th- you look i mean i don't know how much you think about i think about content creation constantly mm. and what it takes to make something and the creative the creativity in the shots just for that song alone yeah the the props yeah the lighting the clothing uh i mean yeah. all of it was I, look, look, man, like for me to set up a camera and a light, mm-hmm. hook the mics up, press record yeah. is a lot, right? This guy probably started shooting something maybe and was like, you know what? I can't do this until I get that, you, you know, and whatever the prop was yeah. and it, and it, it did help. It did definitely did help the, uh, mm the the uh, nar- narrative i guess you want to call it and the and the song um it's gotta even, give the guy props man yeah, gotta give it, the guy credit it's like just thinking about it now it gives me chills because even that even that is art in itself oh i've got this great idea i'm gonna like be a white woman on instagram and I'm, but i need i need to like order all these things from amazon so part of the art if you, if you will is the waiting for the props to arrive because that's difficult. That's really hard. You know what's really hard, Anthony? And you'll know this as a as a, a, a creator yourself. It's really hard to have a great idea and then just have to sit for two or three days and not do it. And not and yep. wait for something to come. Like that in yep. itself, knowing that because you, you can't help but think to yourself, well, he obviously wrote all this and then had to get all this stuff to do it. He he didn't have <laughs> Dude. you know, what he needed at hand. I mean he had to it's crazy. Towards the end of the special, he starts mm. talking about it's it's been a year. Yeah. And I've I've been working on this for a year. I'm still not done or something. Mm-hmm. And man, you, you just he when you when you when you think about stuff like that, he might have recorded and filmed something or and they just had a better, just like, this could be better. This yes. could be better. And then having to go back and mm-hmm. figure out the lighting again. I'm sure that happened. I'm sure that happened to him. And then organization of files. How do you, you know, how do you know what video mm-hmm. clips match up with what audio clip? You know, figuring that, all of that out. There's Must, so yeah. much to figure out. The yeah. fact that it got 
to Netflix is crazy to me. Is absolutely fucking, and it's historic. It's. I think we're gonna look back on this in ten years time and twenty years time. I think there's gonna be movies made about this. But I think there's gonna be documentaries made about this special. I think there's gonna be movies made about this special. Um, because I think it's, and I don't know if it's something that's been watched by a lot of people. It's still kind of, sorta not known, you know. Yeah, I've had, uh, and and look, and I'll like, like you kind of, you know, judged yourself earlier. I can judge myself too because even harder because I was told about this from multiple people, and repeatedly told. Did you watch it yet? For like weeks or even mm-hmm. maybe months, maybe like two, three months, something like that. Yeah. Until I finally watched it. And yeah, it, it, uh, like uh, there's nothing you could say to somebody though to really truly describe it other than how we're building it up. But even that doesn't even sometimes work, right? I, yeah. People, we're, we're, people go like, mm-hmm. it can't be that because you can't, you can't mm-hmm. imagine what it is. Yeah. It's, it's, we're falling short. It's like, it's like, uh, imagine if, you know, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't want to overstate it here and I might be slightly, but imagine you had never heard Bohemian Rhapsody or, you know, uh, uh, like, uh, you know, if you had never seen Apocalypse Now and yeah. somebody was describing it to you and then you yeah. went and watched it. Like, just if you're listening, go and watch it. Watch it yeah. and just give yourself the time to watch it. Don't be on your phone. Don't watch yeah, it while you gotta, you're working. You got to just sit down and watch it and just be engrossed by it. And uh, it's very, it was very, very moving, very, very clever. Like just the amount of time it must have taken. He does, I don't remember the name of the tune, but he's doing, he, he does a song on it and he is, it's it's kind of like a, a one shot, a one take performance video. And he's holding, oh, yeah. he's holding a light, he's in his like, he's in these like tidy whitey underpants. Yeah. It's like, it's really like quite comical, but just the brilliance of it. He's holding this light behind him. And then when he brings it out, it like lights up the entire scene. Yep. And then he's got like another light on a disco ball and he hits yep. a button and the whole room is kind of like just the amount. I mean, I was, when I was watching, I was in real time thinking he must've spent days rehearsing that and yep. how many takes it took to get it right in the sequence that it needed to be done in. It's Incredible. true, man. There mm-hmm. was, um, you know, like a, an artist kind of turns in a mirror on society. So one one of the things, a couple of the things that he did that that I thought, and I was there was one of them that I was, I was alone. I was I was alone in my in the room that I was in, and in the house that I was in because I would have woken people up. I was laughing so fucking hard. Yeah, when he was doing the uh, <laughs> when he was doing the video game thing. Do you remember when he, when he was doing oh, the video game? He was commenting on himself. Was that- yeah, because no, he, this was the one where okay. So, if anybody under knows like what the gaming world is, there are pro gamers. They go on mm-hmm. Twitch and YouTube and they stream while they play their video game. Their little faces are in the corner of the yeah. screen while they're you see what they see on the video game. Yeah. So what he did was he made fun of that in the best way because he was the video game. He was the character, right? Mm-hmm. And then. And and then th- he was also in the corner, like one of those videos. What's up, guys? So uh, thanks for checking out the stream. And he was doing stuff like, so this is a new game. Uh, I don't know. It's called Bo- 
something like and he starts like moving the controller he's like wait what does this button do and then he's and then uh do you remember it was his he was playing the character too and he was going like uh uh-huh and he's crying (laughs) do you remember that shit i don't remember that one (laughs) and then he's like thanks uh thanks juicy lucy for the uh twenty dollars like he's doing the whole oh yeah you remember that (laughs) i remember i remember oh yeah well he's like doing a stand-up Cry, yes, yes. Cry more. Yeah, go to the door. Whatever that is. Yes, like that. yes dude, I was, was so fucking funny. losing it, dude. Yeah. Because that's what those motherfuckers, that's what it's like to watch those motherfuckers, those pro mm-hmm. gamers. Yeah. He's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. The whole thing is ridiculous. It's so like, you made fun of it. Mm-hmm. And the, then he the would thing- make fun yeah. of the. Uh, Sorry, I cut you off there. Go ahead. You no, the the bit I was talking about is when he was uh, doing his commentary on his own song. That's right. Like, oh yeah, when I wrote when I wrote it was the, the song. Uh, reaction video, right? The reaction video, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then and and then he, I, I'm like trying to describe this now. He does a reaction video to his reaction video. Well, yeah, because then it and then he keeps doing it, right? It, it just, keeps going, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. It just yeah. keeps going. Oh my god, it's and he's fucking like, brilliant. It's so funny, and it's just like it's just really well done, really well thought out. It must have taken forever to do it, um, and like, and you can't understate either. Beautifully shot for somebody that's not. I mean, it's for real, incredible, incredible, incredible. Yeah. The quality Production couldn't be values. better. Oh, incredible! For, it was really for, good. It exceeded my expectation for a dude by himself in a room, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and you know what, man? You think about that that position to take mm. as that type of comedy. Yeah. Um, you know, he's really got a... He has to have a position of misdirection, of yeah. wanting to reel you in and then fool you, mm. make fun of you, make fun of the people that that the song's about and that the joke is about um like play like he's taking it serious um that psychologically must take a toll on you because essentially your position is everything is ridiculous yeah so then what isn't ridiculous and what is actually legit and what makes you actually feel good about the world and dark when you, yeah. it, it, it makes sense why by the end of it he uh it was dystop oof. dystopian i would say would be the the overriding kind of you know um, description for the entire piece but also oh i mean and you know, the great thing about great art is it's of its time and it yeah. could not have been more of its time i mean could this is be. every single person in the world was going through this same thing uh-huh. You know, I mean, that was the the crazy thing about the the it's like the whole twenty twenty pandemic thing is, you know, usually when you have something happening to you or in your town or like you know when we had Hurricane Sandy here in Jersey or whatever, it's like it's being like a lot of people you could see like oh wow Bruce Springsteen's house got damaged that's crazy yep it's crazy to think that when during the pandemic like I was looking at like videos of uh, you know uh, Lionel Messi who's in Argentina with his family and he's in lockdown you're like going wow everybody's locked down but what Bo Burnham created was uh, a kind of ultimate seminal reaction of a you know an artist who number one has no access to his audience yeah um and can only communicate what he's feeling through this you know through a camera through some lights through music 
but who was also like on on the verge of worrying trauma, mental trauma. Oh yeah, you know, like and he, he showed like, it. He he genuinely and authentically showed his fragility, and it's. I mean, I don't I don't want to talk too much about that simply because what I would like to do is maybe come back in two months when we know that all of our friends have watched this and then talk about it. Cause I'd love to get a kind of sense of, I'd love to hear what people think about that. You know, I texted Kat and Rich. They both were like blown away by it too. Yeah. Uh, and, and they like, they've liked him for, for a couple, you know, as long as they've known him. So, right. Um, yeah. And look, man, I think you, I, I want to highlight what you said, which is, you don't have an access to your audience, but mm -hmm. that's in the means of like, I guess for a guy like that, he, I guess for a guy like that, he likes, I don't know, performing maybe. I don't, I guess, um, I guess that's the closest access to, you know, so, and then he took years off. And in those years, the media has changed the way mm -hmm. audience interact with their, whoever they like as fans um changed so he it was like he had to he wanted to communicate something very real but he knew he had to do it in the Bo Burnham way in a yeah. comedic way and he had to do it through these new ways of reaching your audience mm -hmm. and I don't know if how much he liked it like having to do that meeting it was a I think it was a big challenge for him I I, Especially, I think, yeah. what better time though? In the, there, I think maybe the pandemic was the thing that made him do it though. Sort of, I don't have a choice. I, th I, th I think it's, it's, it's weird. I think it was, <clears throat> it was one of those examples where it was both the disease and the cure. You know, this, this. Oh yeah, his his career and his art was tearing him apart. Mm -hmm. But like one of the things that I was thinking about while I was watching it is, would this guy have made it if he didn't have this project? I know. I th I even thought at the end of it, like, is, is this guy going to make it? Yeah. Is like, if this guy didn't have a year to make, if he didn't have, I mean, and he must have ate, slept and drank that, that project for the, the entire year. Yeah. He didn't have that. I mean, it was literally, he had to do it. He didn't have a choice. Not only because yeah. he didn't have his audience. I don't think he had a choice mentally. I think he had to occupy his time. It just got that sense of somebody who was like, this person should not be left idle for, you know, any great amount of time, you know? And I'm like, we're, we're getting into the, the, the area here of commenting on his, you know, mental health. And, you know, clearly we both hope that he's okay. But of course, it's a of very course. it's a very honest and authentic view of a very serious, very serious topic, um, but done through the the, the medium of comedy and uh, music. Brilliant! I appreciate I the guy so much. Yeah, that's a gift. It's a gift. Yeah. That's a gift. For, a gift. Look, man, if you appreciate, if you like comedy, if you like, if you if you are creative in, in any way, that is a gift mm -hmm. that he gave. Um, yeah. And it was a it was a sacrifice. It was a toll. There was a toll that you could take that I think I think it was tough for the guy. So I think anytime that you see something like that, anytime you see a great artist, um, you want to and when you when it's documented like that, you want to see 
you know that it's great art simply because when they start, they're different at the end than from mm-hmm. when they started. You can see that they're different people now. You know, I remember way back in the year, watch uh, way back in the day, watching um, the Metallica documentary about when they made the Black Album, and you could see that they were different. They had become different people since from the start of the documentary to the end of the documentary, and then that's when you know you've created something amazing. You know, it's incredible. It's pretty cool. It's incredible, man. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as um, as far as music and comedy goes, you know, the, the, we were talking before the recording about like you mentioned the perfect example of music in comedy, uh, which would be like a Benny Hill type thing, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And that's the sort of thing where, first of all, you play that song anyway. Everybody knows that song. Sure, everybody's heard it. Um, mm-hmm. It's powerful. And effective, but it's really there for serving comedy, mm-hmm. right? And I don't necessarily think you can. I don't think anybody's going to go on the Spotify for Benny Hill. You know what I mean? To, to I look up and listen to like, oh, let me put on the Benny Hill. Yeah, nobody's going to do that. Yeah, yeah. Now the Bo Burnham hit. That's all on an album, which was smart of him. So absolutely. So I and I think it's decent music you can totally listen to that music I, I think so yeah i think there i think that's this is an example of where because I, I i mentioned to you like if you can impress me comedically and musically and and you're in right in between those worlds mm. i like you for sure you're i'm i'm a fan uh so other other people that i can think of that are definitely in that world is one of them is reggie watts yeah, um, I don't know if how much you've seen of Reggie Watts, but I, I did watch one of his specials, and he is he's super talented, and his 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 comedy. I I, I remember it being not so much stand up as it was an expression of the amount of talent that he has, and the 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 uh, you know how he harnesses looping technology yep. uh, in order to create like you know real funny kind of audio moments um Mm -hmm. and it's also the the great thing about reggie watts when i saw him is it's 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 incredible the difference if you if you go up and you watch um like you had audra on on the podcast uh, a few a few months back um shout out you know shout out talent like super talented unbelievable talent um but when you when you see comedians do it it's almost like wizardry with them because you're, you're, you're actually thinking, well, you're not a musician. Like we automatically think with Bo Burnham, I mean, you're a comedian, you're a comedian that writes great music. Mm-hmm. Um, Audra musician, but when, when comedians do it and they make something really, really funny like that, it's almost like, you're almost like, wow, it's like wizardry. Yeah. It's like, that was magic. How did you do that? You know, we kind of, we kind of buy into it from musicians because we assume that, a good musician is going to understand looping technology and all that. But when it's somebody who you don't consider a musician is Mm -hmm. doing it, it's like it's, and he, he really did use that, you know, technology like Reggie Watts does. He uses it to like so cleverly, so smartly, you know, brilliant, really good. Yeah. uh, As a, as a comedian, you have to, you actually have to care of the, about the state that your audience is in, you have to care what they what they're thinking about you. You have no choice but to. Mm. Uh, musicians, we get a pass on that. 
like I've talked to you about it. I like like there's this built-in thing politeness that the audience has when a musician's on stage. Mm -hmm. You know? Even if they don't like the performance, they'll clap at the end of it. A few people will at least. And um comedians don't get that at all. At all. They get the can, harshest of harshest. I can tell uh, you I can tell you why. Go ahead. I mean, this is my opinion of it. I, I this is I think this is right. Uh, I would argue this to to a, a large degree. Um, you, you could walk into any room with hundred people and be up there playing playing drums really well, or playing guitar really well, or singing really well, and you'll have people go, "Wow, it's kind of cool that that person can do that." Everybody thinks they're funny. Ah, that's a good point. Everybody thinks they're funny. People like you could you could take that hundred people put the guitar out and say i want somebody to come up and play this guitar really well and sing really well you'd get maybe if there's a hundred people maybe five people who could go up and like strum a tune i guarantee you get at least 20 who would go i could go up and do i could make people laugh i'm funny you know yeah and that's that's why that's why i think the reaction is is different. So, so what you're saying is when you're a comedian, you have to be extra, extra good because yeah. you, there's no, you're in a room full of people. And the thing about it is that people who like comedy also think they're funny because they think they know comedy and they yeah. think, you know, and then you put, I mean, in, in any room, one tenth of them are going to be assholes. So you add that as, assumption that they're funny. Mm -hmm. They're in an environment that's funny. And, you know, they, <laughs> they, they think they're funny. You wouldn't get that at a rock yep. concert or, or at a, you know, at, at an opera performance or something. Cause people it's are like, true. I could, I could never, I might not like it, but I could never do that. You yeah. Know? I think you're right. Mm -hmm. I, I think a, in com comedy as a media and an art, you have, it does require more attention than music anyway, of your yeah. attention to really, mm -hmm. to give it a chance. You got to really listen. Yeah. And I, I think that's why, that adds to it too. It's like, okay, you're making me listen to your fucking jokes. You know what I mean? All right. <laughs> yeah. You know, my jokes versus, are better. <laughs> like, you know what? I don't really like this music that much, but I'll tune it out. Yeah. Maybe I'll have a quiet conversation as well. Uh, mm -hmm. during, so, um, yeah. So anyway, so he is able to, uh, command the room with both. Uh, and then I was watching, I was actually watching, people should check this out, this video. I'll uh, I'll just I won't even link it, but I'll just if you just type in Reggie Watts, you'll see it within mm. the first five videos on YouTube. So it's Reggie Watts and Flying Lotus. That's the title of the video, but it's on the channel of this other guy who you know deserves a shout. His name is Mark Rebelay. Um, who also is you know he's kind of like Reggie Watts, and he has loops, and he mm -hmm. will sing and rap and whatever and he's not taking himself seriously at all he usually has his shirt off all the time uh he's a skinny white boy actually no he's got some muscles not Who? too skinny Bo mark, Burnham? no mark rebelay oh uh, okay all right um so anyway he did a uh reggie watts did a collaboration with mark Re mark mm -hmm. rebelay uh and flying lotus and i'm watching it and and reggie's doing like an impro improvised like melody thing and then going in and out of, I think, rap. But then he starts, he starts rapping and singing about a thing 
that's sort of ridiculous and it's and it's funny because he's doing it really and that's what's cool about it. he's doing it really well of course he sounds good mm-hmm. but the content is ridiculous that it's coming through that you're hearing this content through such a great voice you just it would be like if i'm just giving an example but it would be like if bill withers right very recognizable voice started singing about the the type of toilet paper you wipe your ass with <laughs> do you know what i mean you'd be like what it's trippy uh so and he's improvising in the moment which is another thing that i really like uh so um i want to hear that bill withers tune man <laughs> yeah i know let's write it <laughs> that silky voice yeah. <laughs> the silk silky uh silky toilet paper too um yeah. so yeah i would say reggie watts is mm. another one i think of um i mean for me there, there's another guy there's another you know stand-up guy that that i I'll, I'll get to in a minute that really for me is music and comedy kind of combined into one that's a, a british comedian called bill bailey <clears throat> um but i think you may disagree with me on this because it's a little bit old school but i don't think music and comedy has ever been put together better than by anybody uh, more than monty python Okay. I think I think sure. the, I think those guys really I mean if you even if you're not a, I mean a lot of people a lot of people back home anyway are Monty Python people uh you know they're pretty pretty popular still in the US I mean mostly for their movies but just the the hilarious music that and hilarious songs that they wrote um you know, mostly by Eric Idle, actually. Uh, he did a lot of their, their music writing. He's a, primarily a musician. Um, it's fucking brilliant. It's really, really, really good. Really, I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of out of date now, a lot of it. But, sure. like, when you think about it, like, listen to that song at the end of The Life of Brian. Which song you know, is that one? I actually never saw the life of look Brian. Always on the bright side of life. Doo-doo, oh, here it is. Here it is. It's so good, and they're all so basically. The life of Brian is a a send up of the the you know it's this ordinary guy who's mistaken to be the Messiah, so they think he's Christ, and he's he's all clearly not. But at the end of the movie, he's crucified, and he's crucified with like a bunch of other people, and uh, one of the people up there who's been crucified with him is one of the characters that Eric Idle plays and they just all start singing the song about, you know, we're going to die, but just look on the bright side of life. And then they change the lyric at the end to always look on the bright side of death. (laughs) And it's hilarious. (laughs) And it's just, um, it's just the funniest, but most brilliant and sing along thing. And I remember, I remember when I was, you know, young watching it in the movie theater and, it was very controversial because they used the S-H-I-T word, you know, oh, which was, no. I mean, that was like, you know, life's a piece of shit when you think of it, you know, it's like <laughs> literally, wow, you said that on a, a, you know, it was like shocking at the time, especially for Monty Python, because as as kind of risque as they were to, you know, in some ways, they were very establishment in a way, they were very establishment comedians. Like at that stage, like Michael Palin had had, 
travel shows, very serious <laughs> travel shows. John Cleese was a series actor. He had been in A Fish Called Wanda and Splitting Airs and all the rest of it. I think he was in Splitting Airs. Um, you know, and a couple of the other guys had been doing, like Eric Idle was a serious, serious actor at the time. Um, but they, those guys, just with that one tune at the end of that movie, um, I don't know if you know this, but George Harrison partly finance the making of the life of brian i did not know and, that uh, yeah and apparently apparently he heard that song and he was like i'm in i'm in you know it's it's brilliant i mean you should sure. definitely link it on this podcast have a watch but watch the movie you know watch the life of brian and watch um monty python's flying circus their live show that was i think it was recorded at hollywood bowl actually um you know, I mean, one of their songs was Sit on My Face and Tell Me That You Love Me. <laughs> I've heard that one. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, the Lumberjack song is really good, you know. Um, but I think, I think just to encompass it, I think nobody, even though it might seem kind of vaudeville and cheesy to us now, I don't think anybody has married music and comedy as successfully as, as the Pythons did. I think it's, they were brilliant absolutely brilliant and everyone should go back and watch all of their movies and specials now they're fantastic they actually have a new one out um one of them got sick and is like struggling to make his you know live his life and make payments and stuff like that because i mean wow these guys were these guys reached the height of their fame in the you know 80s so they haven't really done anything in years and like they're obviously they were running out of money or something and they did like a, a doc. They did like five shows at the O2 or something like that back in 2018, and they made a documentary about it. And uh, it's very, very good. Really good. Really, they're still really funny. I'll have to check out. You know, that, that's one of those. I've always heard Monty Python. I probably watched only the Holy Grail. I think. Um, I mean, it's great comedy. It's. I don't care how old it is. It's. It's funny. Very you sit funny. there, you watch it. It's funny. It's very um, funny. I'll have to watch. Like, I've never watched Life of Brian. I'll have to watch that one. Um, yeah. Other examples of of uh, music and comedy, like I think, really good examples would be like uh, like Weird Al Yankovic, for instance. Mm -hmm. I think is a good example of it because I mean it's funny. He he's I don't know how he gets away with it, but. I don't want to sing Bye Bye Miss American Pie. I want to sing uh, by, uh, what was it? My, my, this here Anakin guy. You know, <laughs> maybe Vader someday later. Now he's just a small fry. I mean, <laughs> I fucking love that's that, very, you know? That's very good. I fucking love that. Um, that's very good. Even Amish Paradise. You know what I mean? <laughs> Is that it? No, that's the one. Um, no, that's the one. Uh, 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 and standing outside life, sitting in a bent parrot. You know the the that oh, one's yeah. song by uh, Coolio, I think. Okay, uh, <laughs> Amish Paradise. Amish pa Paradise. What um, else did he do? He did um, did he do an Alanis Morissette one? Let me see. Um, because he's he's got so many. Yeah, gr I mean, really clever, funny, but. But the song, they're good. I mean, 
they're not i don't know how much and by the way i will say this straight up i don't know how, i don't know if he i actually don't know if he has original music he probably does but i only know his parodies right right so um let's see he's got so it smells like nirvana he had smells or like Nir- yeah i think he did that yeah. one yep he did uh eat it Eat it. Eat it. Eat it. Eat uh, when it. his nose right. falls off. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, and his, the other thing is, you know, talking about like media as a whole, because even mm. his music videos were funny. Uh, yeah. Um, he did another one, which was really good. Did he do a parody of Material Girl? Did he? I don't know, actually. I remember there was one about a baby. I can't oh, remember. Man, I can't even remember. Yeah. It's so he funny. He did so many. Very, I kind of stopped paying attention to him over the years. But but did he do anything else other than musical parodies? I don't remember him doing, like, like he wasn't a stand-up guy or anything, right? I, yeah, I don't think. He might have acted. Hmm. But but that's, uh yeah, that's probably about about it and he you know he he did some shit where he got in trouble for for parodying uh certain songs um you know by by like you know as far as like licensing or copyright or whatever the fuck um yeah it was it's crazy he he's yeah. a he's a funny guy and i i've heard outside of you know as far as other comedic music and comedy things i've heard nothing but like raving reviews yeah. Even from like a person who is way older than than us, and is particular about like somebody in my family about the taste of what they like to listen to musically and also what they like to laugh at. Sure, uh, Book of Mormon. Oh yeah, apparently is so funny. Yeah. I've I've heard a few songs from it. I I again I should really listen to that i mean they've never actually made a they've never made a movie of this stage show so like not like hamilton which was brought out on uh disney but so i i mean i don't want to pay 800 dollars to see the stage show but i, know, I have yeah. i have i've heard a couple of the songs from the the musical and the music is wonderful and it's really really funny it's so funny it's just it's a very very close to the bone you know, like they talk a lot about, you know, white privilege and just the, the view that, you know, uh, I mean, it's about, it's about two Mormon kids that go to Africa, right? To try and spread the word or something. I don't know. Is that and, what it's uh, about? Cause honestly, I have no idea, but over I, the years, I, I feel heard. like, I feel like it's about these two Mormon or this group of Mormons that go to Africa to spell, to, to, to spread the, the word of the Bible or, you know, um, they're like LDS guys anyway, but um but like one of the songs like it's it's very very it's very risque it's very kind of it's it verges on the offensive but good that's what <laughs> makes that's what makes it so funny because you're like i can't believe they did that <laughs> you know um but like when you think about it it's like like one of the songs was about like the fact that oh everybody in the village has aids you know because they're in africa and uh and you're kind of like going wow that's offensive but then you also understand that like two of the two of the main like the the first two originators of the show the two main actors were like one of them was josh gad and the okay. other guy and i can't remember his name he has an irish name 
and I can't remember it, but he was the guy from the New Normal, and like so they're both gay, they're okay. both like gay actors. So I'm pretty sure if it was there was something offensive going on about AIDS, they would be like not interested in doing this. Exactly. So, yeah, exactly. You know, I'm sure they kind of they they saw the comedy in it, I guess. But sure, that's such a great example because. And and Weird Al is a great uh, example because, you know, talking about Monty Python, they didn't have to lean on the music so much because they were funny and they were good actors. Mm -hmm. And they had a lot. They had, like, the animation. Like, Terry Gilliam's animation was brilliant, really good. Um, And they had the stories, but, like... Book of Mormon is music. Like Weird Al Yankovic is music. It's he's so funny just through the the medium of music. And the um the British guy that I said I would talk about, Bill Bailey, he's you've probably seen the, like he's had I've seen his tons. face a lot. Yeah. Yeah. He's like uh, he's like bald, but he's got long hair. If yep. you can, you know, he's like yep. male pattern bald, but he's such a funny looking guy. But he has this really funny video where he played Glastonbury or something or Monsters of Rock Festival. And uh, he's rehearsing with his band and they're doing a cover of uh, Enter Sandman by Metallica. Okay. And like it's and it's a close up of him and he's like, you know, and it's like the intro dung 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 you know, and he's like, you know, moshing away and like looking like meanly at the camera and everything. And then like it gets to that build up dun 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 when the riff comes in dun 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 and he's playing the riff, but it's like it's like this kind of frame with tuned bicycle horns. <laughs> <laughs> so like it pans out and he's like dum. <laughs> but it's like a super as he's like super talented to be able to do it but like but when you watch the video like there's this great moment when it kind of pans out and it like he and it it can you can see that it's a send-up and he does the first part to the riff and just this look he gives the camera just it threw me out my seat he just kind of ding 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 <laughs> you know that's but it's, cool uh, that's so cool. funny yeah so it would like he's he's actually got he'd be like more of an old school guy like late 90s early 2000s sure. but like some of his early specials they're probably up on youtube man just the the music is incredible it's like pre bo burnham uh, like, but I think a lot of Bill Bailey stuff was pre-written. Like he performed okay. the same, you know, um, he pr- performed the same music, uh, at, like he wrote all the music for his shows before he didn't improvise anything really, but he was a really good musician. He played piano really well. He played guitar really well. Sure. And, uh, he just kind of put, he put himself, he like, he made fun of certain situations like, uh, like there was a, a, a band, um, in the sixties called the Trogs and the Trogs had a huge hit with uh, love is all around. I feel it in my fingers. I feel it. Oh, in yeah. my... But they were from the West country <laughs> and he's talking about like, why don't, uh, why don't like bands from the West country in, in, in Britain and the West country in Britain, um, is got a very specific accent where they over announce their oars so they talk like that down the west country you know what i mean so like they like to drink cider down there you know uh kind of like uh like a west country accent would be if you've ever watched lord of the rings uh, sean astin's character sam in oh, okay. the lord of the Rings. that's a west country accent gotcha, very kind okay. of bumpkin kind of you know um english accent he's like talking about like what other songs would have been funny in a West Country accent. And one of the ones he has, like, uh, that one, you know, move closer, move your body. He's like, move closer, move your body real close until we 
touch. That's <laughs> <laughs> really, really funny. But like, good. just like classic musical, music-based comedy. Like he did stand-up as well. But uh, I respect that. I, yeah, if you could do both like that. I so time, respect yeah. that, man. And he, Such and he, balls. He, and he's an actor. He's, and he's, he's a, an, yeah. a very good actor. A comedic actor. I mean, he was in a long-running sitcom in the UK called Black Books, um, which was very, very funny. Um, but Bill Bailey, really good. Check him out. You should link him in on the the, the, the podcast here. Um, put some YouTube links up. He's definitely put that under Sandman video up because when it pans out, you can see him playing the, the old-fashioned bicycle horns. It's just the look he gives the camera. <laughs> if you don't wet yourself laughing, it's just... <laughs> It's the goofiest thing you'll ever see, man. So funny. But um, I definitely check it out. The only other I'm trying to think, the only other uh Lonely Island. Um, do you know who they are? I don't. You've, you've, you've probably me. seen. There's no way you haven't seen these videos or these yeah. Um it's basically do you know the uh, the guy from SNL, um uh Andy Sandberg? Remember yeah, him? Yeah, yeah. So you remember he used to do these he used to do these like, uh, like it was musical comedy. So one mm-hmm. of them he's rapping. Uh, it's called Lazy Sunday. Him and the guy, other guy, Chris Parnell, did like yeah. a video. Um, he's he's done other videos and and so, like like produced songs like hip hop. Like I'm on a boat is one of mm-hmm. them. Right. Uh, let's see. Um, and they do music videos that are also funny too. And they and they get like. They'll get like uh they'll kind of surprise you with certain um uh cameos too. Which sure, is kind of cool. Right. Um, like musical cameos or comedy cameos? Uh ca- cameos, but actually both. Like they, they have okay. this one <laughs> Okay, they have this one. It's called Jack Sparrow and it's <laughs> featuring Michael Bolton. Oh, no way. <laughs> but the the deal is that they set up the 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 video that Michael Bolton is collabing with Lonely Island. And he's in he's doing his takes, right? And his vocal take and they'll start the song and they'll start rapping and then uh Michael Bolton will will uh do he'll like take the chorus hook thing, right? Mm-hmm. But he <laughs> apparently just watched the whole Pir- Pirates of the Caribbean right like movies and he <laughs> just can't stop thinking about them and he starts talking about jack sparrow and like he's he that's all he's singing about but that's not what the song's about so, and <laughs> and then you get their reaction of like what the fuck is he singing about <laughs> yeah. and they have to just go on with it you know it's so it's so funny that's that's one of them they have so many uh of, of them too so it's and it's three guys it's andy let's see andy samberg the other guy's name is... Is that the guy from Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Yes. Yeah, yeah. he's he's funny. He's good. Um, the other guy's name is... Uh, jo- These names are crazy. Jorma Tacone. And the other guy is Akiva Schaefer or something. Okay. So, uh, yeah, those guys. Uh, and then the others are... The other that I just thought of is Tenacious D. Oh, yeah. Tenacious D. Which the music... I would say the musicianship is very good. Very good. It's it's like it's it's comedy parody, but also like Jack Black has always been a serious musician. I mean, he's yep, 
you know he's 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 he loves clearly loves rock and roll and history of rock and roll and stuff um he sings really well they're they got great chemistry those two guys you know absolutely um but yeah very very kind of cool intentionally intentionally funny intentionally kind of goofy and you know it's there's there's kind of a there's always been um I just thought of like a major one that we forgot about, but I'll, I'll I'll bring it up now as part of my explanation of Tenacious D. There's there's always been a kind of spinal tap edge. Oh to, God! To, How did we not think about yeah, that? To 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 kind of rock middle aged rock fans. Like I remember watching this really kind of uncomfortable documentary about uh, this band called Anvil. I, I'm sure you've seen it. Uh, this like band in the '80s that were like they were moderately successful. I would okay. say they had like, they didn't even have a hit. They may have had a song that reached like 20 in the rock hits, rock okay. charts or something. Uh, and then years later, they're like just the, it's the, uh, with, and this is something that's been kind of a theme and which I pick up on through Tenacious D as well, through rock. It's the cluelessness of it. Like the, it's amazing how much like those rock guys, those 80s rock guys uh, don't understand that things have moved on and that you oh, know, yeah. they're not going to sell out arenas anymore. And, you know, yep. um, like the Monsters of Rock Festival isn't really a rock festival anymore. It's kind of just whoever, <laughs> whoever they can get out of rehab in time for the summer. <laughs> you oh know? my God. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's become comedy. Yeah, but like just let's talk about Spinal Tap. I mean, yeah, that Spinal is Tap. that is a that's a, a a group that was conceived um as it's just I mean if if you're listening to this podcast and if you have not watched this is Spinal Tap, I would say stop this podcast immediately and go watch <laughs> it because it's the funniest yep. it's the funniest music movie it, yeah that you're ever going to watch and it's it's like I mean it's funny because with Cat and Rich, it's weirdly, I don't know if they've, they've seen it clearly, but they're mm-hmm. the only two musicians I've ever worked with that were not const that I was not constantly quoting. This is Spinal Tap with. It's just like, it's the, it's the, it's an, it's an in joke as well. It's, it's great music, great comedy, a great movie, but it's a music, it's a musician's in joke is what it is. It's like a 90 minute in joke. It's, it's fantastic. So- Dude, I mean, the one scene I remember is when he got stuck in the the, ba- was it the bass player. <laughs> it's a rock and roll creation. That's the song. And he's like, Dick. so basically they start the concert in these cocoons. Yeah. <laughs> and and there's three there's three main guys and uh, they start in these cocoons. And at, at, at one stage of the song, the cocoons open up and they come out. <laughs> and the bass player comes out and the cocoons barely open. So he tries to squeeze out through it. And the funniest part of it, like, it's hilarious that he's trying to, like, you know, he's trying to get out and he's trying to play at the same time. And he's, like, trying to be all serious. And they have, like, a welder come out and they're, like, banging on the thing. Uh, And it's crazy because at the end of the song, the other two go back into the cocoons. And once their cocoons close, his opens up. (laughs) (laughs) And he's just, like, it's so well done. It's really, really funny. I have to watch. I have to rewatch that for sure. Without and of course, doubt. the 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 ultimate, like, I don't think I've ever laughed at anything as much as I laughed at Stonehenge the first time I saw it. Just, 
when the, that tiny Stonehenge comes down onto the stage, it's just the <laughs> funniest thing. <laughs> it's just so funny. I mean, if you're, I would, it's, I would love to watch Spinal Tap for the first time again because it's just brilliant. Yeah, I and I, yeah, it's been a long time since, since I saw mm-hmm. it, but I remember when I saw it, it was very. I funny. never saw anything to this day like it. Nothing because oh, it also had a mockumentary feel to it, right? Sort of. It's 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 a mo- it, that's what it is. It's a mockumentary. It's a a rockumentary. They rock-umentary, call it. Rockumentary. Yeah, yeah. And the bit when he's like, uh, yeah, D D char- uh, D minor, saddest of all keys. He's playing this. He played this beautiful like <laughs> classical piece on piano. It's very moving. It's like it's like a mixture between uh, Mozart and Bach. It's like a mark, like a mark piece, and it's like beautiful. And <laughs> the, the guy asking the questions, the the documentary maker goes, uh, "So what 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 do you what do you call this tune? Oh, this tune's called Lick My Love Pump." <laughs> 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 it's, perfect and it's perfect it's the guys that did uh best in show and yep. your consideration and a mighty win it's those guys mm-hmm. that's brilliant absolutely brilliant and uh the, i think they definitely i think the best while i think personally monty python was the comedy <clears throat> the comedy group or i guess the comedy situation that perfected the, the combination of comedy and music mm-hmm. the best musical comedy movie has to be spinal tap you might be right. Has yeah, to be. You might Has be right. Be. It's very difficult to beat that. I the only other look, man. The only other thing that I can think of that made me laugh, I think, is a great show. It's it's very funny. Uh, legitimately impressive too, I think, mm. because it's slightly has a historical take, but is is the producers. Yeah, yeah. I I I, I think that that's a funny show. Uh, I've seen the movie. I saw mm-hmm. the live show too on Broadway years ago. Very right. funny, um, but you know, but that's a whole other arena. There, I guess, is is uh, musicals, it's comedy musicals, um, perfectly legitimate, like super legitimate. For sure. I mean, and and the interesting thing about the producers is, it's really what it is taking the piss out of what it is. You know, yeah, it's it's like look how ridiculous we are. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. It's yeah, it's interesting. But I think that's always. You, that's the element that you have to have yep. um, right there. I mean, in every single every single example that we've given, no, I don't think a single person sits down and goes, oh, okay, let me get into my zone here so that I can create this perfect music. Sure. They're all, they all know that they're taking the piss out of themselves. Yeah. Like even, even Bo Burnham, even as, as artistic and has as serious about his art as he is, there's no way that he was doing that going, oh man, I look really cool. He knows he looks ridiculous. Yeah. All of these yeah. guys do. And it's it's the one it's That's the tough. one ingredient for musical for for the combination of comedy and music. Um because let's say now you take the two on their own. I mean we know that music is a pose. It is. I mean you know, a lot of musicians become musicians because it's a pose, you know? Yep. Um, there are music musicians out there that are pure artists, but, you know, I'm thinking like Tom York and, you know, Neil Finn and, mm-hmm. you know, people like this. But for a lot of people, music is a pose. Comedy, for a lot of people, comedy is a pose. It's cool, mm-hmm. you know? People like, uh, you know, who was the guy, that mad guy, Bill something in the 80s, early 90s? 
Bill Hicks. I mean, he Bill was Hicks, yeah. he was a guy that he was too cool for school. You know, I'm too cool for school. You know, Eddie Murphy, I'm too cool for school. Mm-hmm. All the rest of it. Um, but to to translate music and comedy together, you have to be able to take the piss out of yourself. Without a doubt, it's, you're making fun of yourself. That's it's what you're hard. Doing. It's it's a very thin, very thin line. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think I think that because I. The reason why I wanted to do this topic too is I, I was watching earlier today. I was watching a, a couple, a bunch of live clips of uh, Robert Glasper. Uh, he's a great jazz pianist, um, mm-hmm. and he has a group with a with like a great, specifically this ar- arrangement of of cats. Him, this guy Derek Hodge, bass player, incredible mm-hmm. bass player, and then this drummer Chris Dave, incredible drummer. Uh, totally changed my life as far as drums and how I think about mm. drumming. Um, but Robert Glasper is funny. Right. He's funny live. He does not care about making fun of himself for the sake of making the crowd laugh. He does it in, in his social media content. So I was watching this one clip of, I guess, like, I guess Dave Chappelle was doing a comedy show and then I guess after that comedy show, he went to hang out with these guys were playing. I don't know where it was, but so it was the three of them. Dave Chappelle's on stage with them. Don Cheadle was there apparently. Wayne Brady was there. Like people showed up for this. So they're they're playing. And uh I think that what they were I think Dave Chappelle wanted um Robert Glasper to take you know, because they're playing jazz. They're playing like, like da 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 da. Sure. You know, they're playing like fucking, like hard bop, basically. Right. Really well. Right. And Dave Chappelle was doing this thing of talking about like, you know, like he's like saying, without jazz, there's no hip hop kind of thing. He's like, listen, you know, I want to hear a piano solo. So he's solo. He's great, great player, just improvising. Then they do a bass solo and then and then the drum solo eventually uh and then they go into seamlessly go into some hip-hop shit like you know like just really good right right um so it's the bass and the drums that start take that pretty much take over and then robert glasper starts spitting like like freestyle and rap right and it's like good (laughs) enough but he's doing things that are clever but comedically clever to make himself sound cheesy right like hey guys look at me i can rhyme this with this kind of i'll try to link it in yeah definitely definitely link it in i'd love to watch that it's so imp- their playing is impressive man it's it's one of those things where they're it would be like if somebody who who juggled with knives or something you know mm-hmm. what i mean or fire was just taking the piss out of it and or out of just but doing it yeah but doing just, it really well yeah i mean yeah. Uh, you know so that's one example i could give because i think the whole thing that i'm aiming at now now is live show mm-hmm. uh impressive music of course and and then comedy's kind of extra but it's yeah. still you're laughing you're yeah. the energy's high the energy is positive mm-hmm. um so i i would say i would say like foo fighters Dave Grohl is hysterical live. Yeah, I mean they're they're kind of 
they're a serious band, but they they make fun of themselves quite a bit, and they like make funny videos and stuff. Chili Peppers are the same, you know. They don't sure, take yeah. themselves too seriously. Oh yeah, know? definitely. I remember yeah. that that one video I told you about. Uh, I just remember like that one Chili Pepper video that yeah they were in that were. rehearsal room, you know. Sure, yeah, it was really good. But at one point, <laughs> at one point, Flea is standing on the bass stack. <laughs> but he lifted up that ceiling tile. <laughs> yeah, and he's like looking around and say, <laughs> "So he's half, You just see his yeah. lower half playing. <laughs> yeah, and he's in the ceiling. You know, it's so funny. So yeah. Oh, speaking, I should mention by the way. Going, I have to revert back. I forgot to mention this about Robert Glasper. Is I saw Robert Glasper that same trio there. Okay. At the Blue Note in the city with a buddy of mine. Shout out Dane. Um, and uh, yeah, so during the show. I think Chris Dave and the uh, on drums and the, and the bass player Derek, Derek Hodge are holding something down, and Robert Glasper's just playing because we're we're like entering into like the holiday season, so he's yeah. just playing fucking like uh, like a beautiful and it's not in time with what they're playing, but a okay. beautiful rendition of uh, of uh, chestnuts roasting okay. on an open fire, <laughs> and the the drummer just goes fuck you doing <laughs> and he goes it's like i'm feeling christmasy yeah <laughs> just, just i'm feeling christmasy and he just keeps doing mm. it i mean just shit like that like not taking it seriously but being impressive because yeah, it's Im- yeah. you know and then eventually they they started playing a thing together and it was amazing of it's it's just but it makes it funnier because you 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 need to buy into the fact that they're brilliant. As long as you yes. buy into that, that they're brilliant musicians, yeah, um, then you're you're good to go. Because now they can be funny as well. That you know, same they, show too to help with the comedy hmm. is, and this I was shocked by this. I never I've never seen this in my life. Um, the drummer was playing with brushes. Okay, and at one point, he starts like playing, you know, harder with the brushes mm-hmm. now. And I guess, I don't know, I'm like my head is like, just pick up sticks, right? That's my thought. Mm. But no, he's beating the shit out of his drums now, right? And hitting cymbals, hitting them hard. At one point, every time he hit the snare drum, you start seeing. Yeah, like the, 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 the brush the, comes off. The bristles of the brushes, right? Yeah. And it's like hitting people in the head in the front row. <laughs> right? <laughs> To the point where people started to like get nervous every time he fucking like he did that until there was no more brushes. Left. <laughs> but that's part is up. That was part up, of the gig, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, then he picked yeah. up another. He just paid he had more, <laughs> and the people were like, "Oh no, <laughs> oh my god, it's so <laughs> unintendedly good. funny." But yeah, um, yeah. So that Foo Fighters, I mentioned. You mentioned uh, Chili Peppers. That's where you can see yeah. live, live a live music show legitimate live music show that you will laugh at yeah i'm gonna add one more to this that people should check out he's a great comedian and they're a great band and they just did this they did this brilliant thing metallica's up there in age now right yeah and their fans are up there in age Mm -hmm. right so there's nothing wrong with that but they know this yeah and they know like the energy of the crowd isn't going to be what it was, right? So to get these people going, it, and you need a little 
more. So they brilliantly brought on, and he tours with them around the world. And he has, they'll have his own, like, they'll have a band just for him. Jim Brewer, the comedian. Oh, yeah, he does He does their pre-show, right? He does their pre-show. Yeah. And he'll do like a, like a uh, ACDC type voice. Sure. They'll do covers. Yeah. And, and he'll warm the crowd up. And it's funny, apparently. Yeah. And, but it's family oriented too. Because they're I think I saw you know, a YouTube video of them doing that and kind of he introduces them then as well. And then they have the Enrico Morricane music comes on. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard of that. Shit, there was one that just came to my head there, dude. Oh. Uh, yeah. I went on for a while there. Sorry. Dude. No, it's great. Like, and I'm, I, a lot of the stuff that you're telling me about, I've not seen. So I'm looking okay. forward to checking out those links, just like everyone else listening. But my, my, one of my brothers, um, <clears throat> uh, was living in Los Angeles. He's a drummer and uh, he was playing drums with, uh, with a, a band based out of new Orleans, but, um, and he was playing at the key club key club on a Monday night, um, in Los Angeles, sunset Boulevard. That should give you some sort of clue of, you know, anybody that's got any sort of sunset Boulevard lore will know exactly the band I'm talking about. So he went on, and then this other band came on between him and this band that I'm going to talk about who are brilliant. Uh, And they're brilliant in the sense that you're going to know why I think they're brilliant in a minute because of the last podcast we recorded. Um, And the next band came on, and the stage was just cleared, and this curtain came back, and clearly the night was theirs. It was their primary night, Monday night at the Key Club, is Steel Panther night. Oh, I was going to I I didn't know th- enough about them. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I hate 80s hair metal yeah. so much. And I love Steel Panther really? because yeah, because they clearly hate it too. They they homage it, but they just like everything that was ridiculous and like disgusting about 80s hair metal, they make so much fun out of. I mean, <laughs> The drummer's name is Sticks. That's what they call That's, the drummer. Is that the, really? <laughs> but his his last name is Adinya. So his name is Sticks Adinya. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love. I love it. It's brilliant. They are so fucking good. Steel Panther. That is a group. That is. That's a band that is like pure musical comedy. But they had this. There was this mystique. They were just like a cover band, like a, an 80s metal cover band, but they did a comedy show along with it, basically. Oh, make, they? And they had the whole stage, you know, that typical 80s stage with the, like, car, like the, the gridded iron up to the yeah. drum kit, and it was like, <laughs> the drum kit would, like, roll out and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, like, great musicians, uh, but, like, the drummer is called, like, Lexi Fox, and it's like, there's three three X's in each name. <laughs> and uh, huh. he's always, like, looking in a mirror, and, like, he's, like, just like very good looking guy looking in a mirror and stuff and uh but they're just taking the piss out of like 80s hair metal but doing it really well and uh they had this mystique this monday night at the key club every single week was steel panther and they would just pull celebrities they would spot like kelly clarkson came up one time really they would they would (laughs) spot like celebrities in the club and they would be like oh there's there's eddie murphy come up and sing a song eddie murphy you know wow and that's uh, cool it was it was really cool, but that's definitely like a, a really good 
culmination of music and comedy that just worked really well. You know, really, I have to really check well. them out because I I have a buddy who was into them, and he and he met, met, you know he was really into them actually, mm-hmm. and he mentioned them. I just never I never listened to him, but he's like, dude, it's so funny. You gotta listen. And it's I don't so like funny. '80s metal, so I was yeah. it was like one of those things of like. I don't want to listen to 80s metal to find out if it's funny, but your recommendation. Yeah. Sorry a, to my buddy, Chris. Uh, very Paul's funny. recommendation uh, yeah. helps a little bit. Um, very funny. I thought of, and then we'll wrap it up after this, but um, yeah. Um, okay. This is a unique one. This one I can't even show. Actually, I can. I can link it. There's a drummer named Aaron Sterling, and he's, a, he's like a very well-known in the industry, like recording drummer. Uh, he mm-hmm. records himself. He mixes himself. He's very, very good. Uh, and he works a lot with John Mayer, but everybody. He's on mm-hmm. so many artists' tracks. He's a funny guy in, in general. And even on his social media posts, he's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, he did a, a video recently of uh, where he, it's just hit, it's just like the the camera's pointing at a, a snare drum and I'll point to the snare drum and I'll go twat. And then I'll point to the next <laughs> one and go boosh. And it's like, <laughs> Right, he's doing like I've the, seen that. You showed me you saw that. that, right? <laughs> so he's just doing the, what the, each drum sounds like. If they were, you know, yeah. Um, but he okay. I'm bringing him up because he he has a couple like videos of drum recording like tutorial things, mm-hmm. and I've bought them. I've purchased these. They're very good. He's very helpful, mm. but he's he's very funny and and he doesn't take himself seriously at all. In fact, those videos are. You know, that that had to take time to put together, right? Sure. But the trailer for it is so funny. You would not buy it if you didn't know him. Right. Because he, what he's doing is he took all the clips of him going, what the fuck am I doing? Like, oh, shit. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. and, and that's all it is. It's just, <laughs> it's just like, oh, God. Yeah. That's not what I wanted to do. You know, like, it's just that. That's the trailer to his to his like to one of his package or yeah. whatever. Like he's got like volume one, volume two. That is a that's a that's a person who is extremely aware of their own brand. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Know? Oh my Very god. Because cool. I think he knows that it gets so nerdy. The drum mm-hmm. world it can get it can, and even gear world gets so fucking nerdy. Yeah. So. I guess it makes it maybe for him it it's just easier to like live with to just mm. not take it so seriously, and to know that like it's your it's a tutorial video, not everybody's going to be able to understand your translation. It's I, I, as well as you could do it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It's it just so it I I that helped me buy it actually. Okay, because I was like, don't get me wrong, like I I'm a nerd. I can listen to that nerd stuff. Sure, but I like the character. I like the, I like the vibe of that, you know. Um, and he is. It, you watch the the you know the video throughout. You'll laugh. Cause What's that guy's name? Aaron Sterling. Aaron Sterling. It sounds familiar. Yeah, he's. Uh, mm-hmm. I've mentioned him before. He's a great, great drummer. Um, the only other, the only other thing I can think of, uh, Fred Armisen comedy for drummers i don't know if people i heard a lot of my drummer friends didn't like it i enjoyed it i liked it you saw him live right yeah that's right me and cat yeah. rich and mm-hmm. saw uh me cat rich saw him live yeah. um yeah i mean talented dude 
funny dude, quirky. Uh, yeah, I watched a little bit of Portlandia. He's his humor is very. You gotta be. You gotta be. You gotta get it, or you, you gotta don't get, get it. it. Yeah, you gotta get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And he don't yeah. care. No, he's not going to change. I mean, he does what he does, and that's it. You know? I like that about mm. him. Like, this is what I think is funny. Yeah, he's got. An, he's you know. he's as an artist, he's got integrity. That's important, you know. And there I was think. This, uh, sorry, go ahead. No, go go ahead, Anthony. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Because I was gonna. I had one other little one that I thought yeah. of, and, that, and then that I was. I was just about to bring it full circle, so I beat you to it. Uh, I think Bo Burnham also has a lot of integrity, and I think that oh, yeah. is the 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 thing that comes across in a special. Um, yeah, and I think it's it's really weird because all of the people that we've discussed on the podcast today, they all do it from a point of view of integrity. It's not nobody's doing it to shill anything, or nobody's doing it to destroy anything, or you know attack anything it's just all com- com- comedic art that's what it sure. is every th- every single person that we've talked about that even the steel panther guys even though they know they're making fun of themselves and the the genre of music um it's it has to be done really well for it to sure. come across you can be really funny but if you try to do musical comedy and you're not a good musician it's not gonna work i agree yeah i i agree hands down mm-hmm. because then you're not it's then you're just if you're funny but it's not good musically then it's comedy it's comedy and it's you but you're also because you're you're so like comedy is like the paint but but music is whatever you're painting on so if you have yes. the wrong if you have the wrong canvas if you're painting on canvas or wood or something and it's not the right paint for it you know, or it's not the right surface for what you're trying to do, it's not going to work. And if you don't, you know, if you don't do, if you don't use the ingredients for your comedy, well, it's not going to, you can be really funny and it's not going to come across. You know? That's right. You know, it's like, so true. yes, this is Spinal Tap is a really, really funny movie, but the music is also really, really good. It's yes. really good music, you know, yes. and it has to be, it has, it can't be crap music. That's yeah, why I mean, the, that's yeah. That's why the Ruttles never worked for me. Like what's the, the Ruttles? The Ruttles was uh, it was like a, a send up of the. Um, I think the, I think one of the guys from the Beach Boys. I want to say the Beach Boys, drummer was in the Ruttles. It was like a, this kind of. Uh, it was like a, this is Spinal Tap. Okay, but they were making fun of the Beatles. I see, you know, okay. but it just was the music wasn't good. It was funny, yeah. but the music wasn't good enough. Yeah, um, yeah, of course. So that's why it never kind of did as much as. I mean, if you looked up the Ruttles now, you'd find it. But I mean, this is Spinal Tap is synonymous. I mean, yes. it's you know everybody knows that, of course. Um, but yeah, pretty cool. There, I mean, there are examples of things that will make me laugh, and they're very, very, very music oriented. But they're not. Mm. It's not to listen to and. Just real quick, one set of videos everybody should check out is uh, um, their their shit that I just slipped my mind. Of course, as I started talking about it, uh, I think it's called Shred Videos. Okay, Have you heard about these? No. So one of them is uh, <laughs> it's so funny. One of them is like um, they'll take. John Williams and the Boston Pops mm-hmm. performing uh what's the song um from um 
2001 a space odyssey there it is yeah okay so it's a video of of uh john williams and the boston a professional orchestra symphony right boston pops and he starts you know conducting and all of a sudden you hear the trumpets come in but it's from like a middle school orchestra And it's like really out of tune and kind of oh bad. Oh my God. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> and as it keeps going and as the melody progresses, it gets higher. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Um, it's you know so what funny. else? You know what else I really like? There was this thing a few years ago. People have stopped doing it, but it was like guitar players and piano players are doing it. You know, when like uh, George W. Bush would make a speech or like if Donald oh, Trump yeah. and they, they like played the music along to it. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I used to crack up at those things, man. They were so good. That's oh, that's a whole other level of like dr- mechanics on your instrument. I saw, yeah, I but I, I mean, another example. I know it's not musical, but another example of you don't go, don't try to do this unless you're really good at. You don't even have to be that funny. Yeah, but to get to get comedy across in music, you have to be a good musician. I remember watching um, when I was younger. I used to play table tennis quite seriously. And uh, I remember I went to watch this exhibition game and it was at the tail end of the World Veterans Championship. It was the last thing after the final. They had this exhibition match with these two French guys. Now, these French guys weren't, they never like, they were really good players, but they never like really did anything. But they created this like um, show, which was an exhibition, a table tennis exhibition match. And it was very, very funny. Like one of the parts they would like, they would just be like knocking the ball back and forth and the referee would be like, the referee was in on it too. He was the third part of the comedy. The referee would be like yelling at them to like, no, try to win the point. And then they would like run behind the referee's back and they would like take the cover off the ref's table and it would be like a little table tennis table and they'd start playing on that. (laughs) And then they'd, they'd like play until the table got like smaller and smaller. But here's the thing. They were really good table tennis players, and it would not have been funny if they weren't. Sure. You know, if they were just yeah. like hacks, it just wouldn't have been funny. Yeah. The fact that they were very, very good, it was the length. They were, they were fluent in the language that they were using to get the comedy across, and that's very important. All of these people that we're talking about were either great musicians or great musical writers, and that's super important. That's a very important Absolutely. thing to know, you know? All right, last last one to, and I'll I'll send you this one. Hmm. This one is so inside baseball for musicians, but specifically for drummers. This guy, I got to shout out this guy. This made me laugh so hard. Uh, his name, the guy's name is Brian Christopher Mendez, and sounds he, familiar. Oh, he he's he's like got you know, he's not very well known, you know, but. I know him just from this, and I'll never forget him for this. He basically goes, at the, vid- the title of the video is How to Play a Groove in 13-8. <laughs> right? I'm just and, trying to count, count that off. Well, he, he goes, he basically goes, uh, some of, you know, people have been requesting that I, you know, how do you play in 13-8? I'm going to show you how to play. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you how to play. He's like, he's like, and he just goes, what the fuck you playing in 13-4? You can't even play in four. Like, he just un- unloads, like, learn how to play in fucking four first. Mother. You know, but he, he, he like, he led you in 
sure. you in until he exploded. It's great. Yeah. Um, very good. Very so good. So I'll link that in. That, I'll yeah. put together a YouTube playlist just like the music videos one. Yeah, man. Definitely for people, do. you know. And if mm. anybody uh, thinks of any, email, email us. Oh, my God. Love yeah, to laugh email more. us. Yeah, definitely. Or Instagram us. Um, and the next time we talk, I'm going to have treatment in this new room that I'm using so that my microphone won't sound like I'm podcasting from a cave. But uh, <laughs> cool. It's like weird, like all flat surfaces around here. That's okay. I think yeah. it's fine, man. Uh, yeah. It's better than um, some of the previous. Your, our audio is getting better. How about that? I, uh, I think it's so. okay. People have been patient about it. Oh, you want to hear this? You want to fucking laugh? You want to yeah. laugh? Okay. Last week, I posted... Uh, oh, yeah. I how, how did I not... I have to open with this. Maybe I'll put in an overdub. Sure. But I'll tell you because it's... I, I hate myself for it. I'm embarrassed by it. Do you want to do the clap? Do you want to do end, end the podcast first? And then we'll... All right. I, I mean, I might leave it in, honestly, because it's just sure. funny to shit on myself. <laughs> yeah. um, my buddy Matt was on. Matt, producer... Uh, mm-hmm. he's uh second time on, we talked for a while and then he in Ableton created us a, a tune from scratch basically. And, and I like, you know, I edited through it, the, the process of it. It's amazing what he came, came up with. Then mm-hmm. he finalized it. He sent me like a day later, what he actually would have turned into it. Amazing. So th- by the end of it, people got to, you know, listen to him, talk about it, listen to us talk, talk over it. Sure the evolution of it and then here as it changed and then the final result right but there's like an hour and a half or something of conversation before that right between the two of us here's the problem when i when i uploaded this last weekend i i always upload it so it goes it uploads at 12 a.m sunday mm-hmm. i didn't realize this until six o'clock sunday p.m right so we're talking like 12 hours or something like that or more actually 18 hours that (laughs) the guest Mike was inaudible the whole time and you just hear me going oh yeah so (laughs) so yeah what what uh you know what do you got going there with that those drum parts you know oh yeah that's interesting just me (laughs) talking to nobody (laughs) You should, that's, that should be a piece of art right there. Oh you should actually God. just like, what you should do now is you should, we should create, <laughs> we should create the other side of the conversation and just make it really fucking funny. <laughs> oh my God. Honestly, man, I was, mm. I was just like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. And it, all mm. it was, was an automation issue in, in logic. That was it. But, oh, so uh, you got it, you got it back? Oh yeah, it's better yeah. now. Okay. Oh, but see, okay. but then, but then the last bit of, of uh, the song that he sent me, that was muted after mm-hmm. the I edit. So then I went back and I edited that one. But I didn't know that after I edited that one, his mic was muted again. Oh my God. So then I had nightmare. The, I didn't find like, it's just the worst fucking uh, technology stabbing you in the back example. Yeah. Um, so sorry everybody for, for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we still have listeners after that one. Um, <laughs> uh, okay. One last one. And then we're done. Uh, uh, Fred Armisen has a video. You could just type in Fred Armisen flam rest. But really what it is, is those in the nineties, they had those like tapes that would come out of drummers doing like a t- t- tutorial. And, but it was always like on a sound stage, and it was always like them sometimes reading off of a 
a script or something like that. It's very mm-hmm. cheesy, right? He's got this fucking humongous drum set. He's playing a guy with like an accent. He's like, hey, welcome to the video. Yes, this is how I play. So I usually, to do my drum solo, I usually start with a flam rest, flam rest, flam rest. <laughs> <laughs> and then they'll go into followed up by like some quadruplet flamadiddles and going into a, like a sort of like a like a James Brown like like a Calypso thing vibe and then he starts playing and it's just bullshit it's it's so funny so anyway I'll, I'll link that in as well uh, do it for people do it, man. anyway pleasure to to have this episode with you Paul um, yeah, thanks for everybody listening and uh, yeah but dumb biz to everybody but dumb biz to you Paul but on business. All right, see you.